प्लीज ऑल दूडेज टॉपिक इज द डिलीमा ऑफ डेडिकेटेड टू शिला प्रभुपाद एंड टूडे विल बी कवरिंग सब नाइन वर्सेस फ्रॉम द रीडिंग So today's verses, seventh canto, eighth chapter, text number forty. We are reading from here. Shri Rudra Vacha Gopkalo Yugantaste Ato Aham Asura Al Alpaka Tatsutam Pahi Upshitam Bhaktamamte Bhaktavatsala. Rishi is telling here, the end of millennium is the time of your anger. Now that is. That now that this insignificant demon Hiranyakashipu has been killed, oh my lord, you are naturally affectionate to your devotee. Kindly protect his son Pralad Maharaj, who is standing nearby as your fully surrendered devotee. So Don Narsimha Dev is very angry, and many various demigods will be offering different prayers to him. And first Lord Brahma offered, now Lord Shiva is offering some prayers to. Narsimha Dev and is telling, please you be pacified and please save Pralad Maharaj, who is your dear devotee. Now this Vedic knowledge, as we have discussed earlier, also it's a very very vast knowledge. Whether it's Vedas or not, some have single book or something like that that you can understand. Vedic knowledge is very very vast. Why it is very vast? Because it it covers almost everything. All department of knowledge and everything is whatever required for a living entity to stay in this material world is there in Vedic literatures. Whatever advanced technology also we see today is available in Vedic literatures. So that's why Vedic knowledge is very very vast because it's not only talks about how a person can live in this material world, how he should behave in this material world. Ultimately, talks about how a person can get out of this material world also. That is the real purpose of the Veda. So Vedic knowledge is not a small; it's very very vast. And just like we have various Upanishads, we have Puranas, we have Samhitas, we have four primary Vedas, then we have Itihas, then we have Ramayana, Mahabharata, like that. If you go, there the, there are series of scriptures available for a person if you want to understand what is Vedic knowledge. And sometimes, and it's the fact that in, in Kaliyuga we don't have sufficient time also to read and understand all these things, and people are not so intelligent also to read Sanskrit and all. So it is not easy to understand what is the real intent of the Veda. And then we sometimes we will read uh, Upanishad. They have they have different understanding. They come come about that okay, ultimate supreme is not person, is impersonal. Then they read Puranas. Then they have some different understanding. No ultimate is a person, and and different different Puranas talks about different things also many times. This worship is recommended. That worship is recommended. In this Purana particular, this mention you worship that demi god. Now it is mentioned you worship here also. So ultimately, if a person does not have proper understanding. what to read and how to read and when to read he will ultimately get 
that bewildered also. And just like sometimes people they read because they don't have they say I want to I want to read Rig Veda. They like I we were distributing books one person and he was telling I want to read Rig Veda. Now this person does not know what is Rig Veda. He's telling I want to read. So Rig Veda is a very very um, exalted scripture. So very very there are so many verses are there in Rig Veda. So you cannot read also. So that's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu he divided as we discussed on the lecture also. He divided entire the the portion, the entire Vedas in three parts. Anybody remember? We had discussed in another session. Entire Vedic literature, if you whatever Vedas are available, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is divided in three parts. We had a session also on that. So if somebody is aware, you can just write answer here. What is the three parts Chaitanya Mahaprabhu divided? Vedas. Especially those who are coming from the wrong time. They should be knowing this answer. Okay. Kam Krodhmo. Kam Krodhmo. No. Karam Kand. Satakun Rajakun Tamakun. Okay. Karam Kand, Gyan Kand, Upasna Kand. Karam Kand, Gyan Kand, Upasna Kand. Sambandh Abhidhya Prayujan. Okay. Gyan Khan. Yes. Those who are regular, they are aware. Our audience is very intelligent. Devotees are very intelligent. Sambandhe Abhidhe Pravijan is not three parts. This is uh, three purpose of the Vedas. But I am talking about three divisions of the Vedas. So three divisions as mostly have correctly said. Gyan Khan, Karam Khan and Upasana Khan. There are three Divisions of the Veda, which we understand, which is there, in, uh, which is mentioned by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in our understanding. What is Upa Karam Kant? Karam Kant basically talks about ritualistic activities, all the uh, all the rituals like sacrifices and all that happening that comes under Karam Kant portion. And then Gyan Kant is the one where person tries to understand Supreme Lord by speculative knowledge. He wants to read Upanishad, he wants to meditate, he wants to make sure that I want to understand by my own understanding. That is called as Gyan Khan. He wants to take knowledge, so much of knowledge, but ultimately he himself is not clear what is the purpose of knowledge, who is the Supreme. By his own understanding, he is trying to achieve Supreme Personality God. That is not possible. And the last one is Upasana Khan. Upasana Khan talks about worship. Worship of uh, various kind of worship, worship of demigods, worship of uh, 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 even demigods and other other uh, superior supreme entities and worship of Krishna also is mentioned. So different kind of worships worship are mentioned in different scriptures. Now, if we do not understand from from bona fide authorities, ultimately we come up with understanding that okay, and that's why sometimes people they say also okay, I it is not clear whom to worship, what to worship. Letter letter let, let not worship anything, or better sometimes they say that uh, anything you worship, it's fine. But that is not correct understanding. So this Bhagavad Gita, which Krishna has, uh, Krishna talks about, about many things in Bhagavad Gita. The seventh chapter of, chapter of Bhagavad Gita, Krishna talks about worship of demigods. So this Upasana Khand, which is one of the portion of Vedas, talks about worship of Supreme Personality of Godhead as well as worship of demigods also. Demigods means Devi Devta. So what is this Devi Devta and what are demigods and what boy, what kind of worship, who, 
should worship demigods it is mentioned bhagavad gita 7th chapter krishna very nicely explains who are the demigods and what kind of people they worship demigods so we will see that 7th chapter of gita we talk about this thing the more important verses of that so all of you also can read in case you have bhagavad gita at your place and afterwards krishna says in 7th chapter this is it was he says kamaistasya jite gyana prapadyante an devata tam tam niyamastaya prakartya niyata svaya what is telling those who whose intelligence has been stolen by material desires surrender into thoughts and follow the particular rules and regulation of worship according to their own nature now who are these demigods let's understand and then we'll discuss about worship about worshiping them so as the understand this material world krishna says in bhagavad gita this material world is bhukta bhukta pralayati that means there is a beginning of this material world there is an end of this material world it is not it is not permanent it is temporary but there is a day of it was being created and there will be a day this material will be annihilated so there is a day of beginning there is a day of end also so material world is a place where living entities are being sent in order to fulfill their desires suppose somebody wants to uh, enjoy very nicely uh, with some material object so he will be sent to this material world okay you want to enjoy independently without the desire of the lord without serving lord you can try to enjoy you can try to try you can try whether i can enjoy this material world without krishna's not so that being sent here to enjoy and there are different grades of enjoyment in this material world also different grades of lifestyle we can see some people are there they are living in slum some people are living in in houses some people are living in bungalows some are simply living in mansions like that so different different levels of enjoyment we will find here in material world and based on their desires based on based on their capabilities living entities are performing different different activities different activities and based on their different activities they are they are getting different rewards also some people those who are doing very pious activity they are they want to enjoy this material world they will remain in material world only and they will get uh, more and more chances to enjoy their senses in material world and ultimately that also is not that that is not permanent one day fine fine day they also will be it will also get lost it is not permanent so demigods are the living entities who have performed various pious activities and because of that they have reached to understanding that they reached to a place they are even getting more pleasure and higher level of pleasure higher opulence high facilities even more than this material world that means more material earthly planet everything is earthly material world only even you see you go to higher planet system that is also material world but their level of enjoyment they are uh, the chances they have their, their life span is very very big they have a vast life span they propose is demigods they live for 10000 years and they have opportunity to enjoy all their senses very very nicely so those living entities those who have desire to enjoy this material world and they have performed very very pious activities they are being transferred to heavenly planets they are called as heavenly planets just like indralok chandralok like that many many lokas are there planets are there they they go there and they enjoy their senses unrestrictedly there and if a person that's why in many many religions also it is mention of going to heaven or jannat 
you will not find any higher concept in that visions because they are meant for that purpose only they are not meant for ultimate higher understanding they are meant for this purpose only ultimately to good activities you will be transferred to some higher planetary system or jannat or maybe some uh, heaven or like that but they don't talk about ultimately they have to go to supreme personality about it because that is meant for this kind of people only now what krishna is telling those intelligence has been stolen by material desires surrender unto demigods and follow the particular rules and regulation of worship according to their own desire so these as we, as i told this material world is is been created there's a time of creation and ultimately one one day it will be annihilated so for maintenance of this material world so as we understand brahma vishnu mahesh sometimes people think that they they are three are equal either you worship brahma or vishnu or mahesh that is not correct first of all they have a different roles brahma is meant for creation vishnu is meant for maintenance and lord shiva is meant for ultimately devastation of this material world so they have they have their own responsibilities but it is not that they are equal brahma is in the mode of passion because he is created lord shiva is the mode in charge of mode of ignorance and vishnu is in charge of mode of goodness and ultimately vishnu is meant for maintenance of this material world so all three are not equal and when this material world is being created there are different different departments are there to manage just like in we see in there's a economy for country there are many many departments people are managing some people they are some somebody is in railway department somebody is finance department somebody is different department like that there are many many departments are available here similarly in universal government also these demigods are there and these demigods mind you who are these demigods the demigods are the living entities who wanted to become like that so factually speaking if any one of us want we can also become indra we can also become brahma one day we can also become uh, demigod like surya dev also if you want so if person want he can do that that's why bhagavad gita krishna says yanti devi prata yanti devi prata prata pitri yantri pitri vata that means if a person wants to worship pitra they will lose to pitri planet so that's why krishna has not imposed anything on living entities it's a very important thing about the the concept about krishna restoring bhagavad gita he is not imposing anything he is telling everything okay you want you want to stay here you can stay here also you want to store you want to go down you can go down also or you want to go to heavenly planets you can go there also and ultimately you want to come back to me also that is also possible you can come back to me also ultimately everything krishna has given options to a living entity and that is the meaning of free will this is a very important concept in spirituality when we follow if we can understand this one particular aspect what is called is free will then our spiritual life become very easy there will be no issues at all issues will be there but ultimately you will be to resolve all these issues with the help of proper understanding so what is this free will free will means krishna never forces any living entity to surrender to him even bhagavad gita also when krishna is telling entire knowledge to arjuna at the last he says i have told you everything now yatha ichchita karu we deliberate on it and you do whatever you want so he never says i have spoken so much of knowledge to you now you have to follow no he is telling you apply your intelligence you apply your logical understanding and then you will you will you try you see whatever you want to do you can do and then arjuna says no krishna whatever you say i accept sarvam sarvam etat etat manne i accept everything and whatever you are telling i will do that i will do that so that is a proper understanding of gita that whatever ultimately krishna is telling if you are ready to agree then ultimately you will get the highest result otherwise many people they read gita but they don't get proper understanding out of it 
so these demigods are living entities who wanted to have a higher nature of pleasure they wanted to enjoy their senses and strictly have wanted to have more enjoyment then by the arrangements of material nature by the arrangements of uh, krishna's illusory energy durga devi they are going to different different planets and these planets you will see now in this prayers as time we are reading rudra's prayers some different prayers will come so siddhaloka prayers then pitruloka prayers then indra prayers so all these will be people they will be offering prayers to lord narsimha dev so the narsimha dev can be pacified that means in all these planets living entities are there they are staying there and they are offering their prayers and so these demigods are different head of different department and their mainly role their role is what they want to they fulfill the desires of living entity material desires not spiritual desires they are there to material desire for example it is mentioned if somebody wants to get good health so he can worship uh, sun god if somebody wants to have good wife he can worship uma devi somebody wants to have uh, somebody wants to somebody wants to have a uh, uh, some any other opponents so he can worship different different demigods like that so different demigods are there for different purposes but ultimately krishna says in bhagavad gita these are all less intelligent by less intelligent because ultimately they are going for something which is temporary antavantu phalam desham that means it has a end even though you go to some demigod and god something he can also avoid you but ultimately what is that that is temporary thing that is not going to help you for in your ultimate sense so that's why intelligent person does not entangle themselves in the worship of demigods and next krishna says asserting i am in a certain everyone's i am everyone's heart as the super soul as soon as one desire to worship some brahmi god i make his faith steady so that he can devote himself to that particular that means even to follow demigod even to develop a desire for worshiping a demigod that also comes from krishna so clearly you can see krishna saying i am i am giving that faith in to that person that okay you worship the demigod why it is so because that living entity right now is not ready to accept krishna's supreme personality because if you want to worship krishna that means you too need to have some qualification right now the person is not qualified enough to worship krishna he has so many material desires so krishna says okay you want to surrender to that particular demigod krishna gives that particular understanding okay you can worship you can surrender to that particular demigod and the demigod will give him particular boon or whatever he wants that also comes from krishna only now why it is so because at least a person who is worshiping demigod is better than a person who is a atheist just like prabhu is telling god has given independence to everyone therefore if a person desire to have material enjoyment and wants very sincerely to such facility god has given independence to everyone therefore if a person desires to have material enjoyment and wants very sincerely to have such facilities from the material demigods the supreme lord as super soul in everyone's heart understands and gives facility to such person so he gives an understanding okay you want that better you go to the demigod at least he is accepting okay uh, i am not supreme there is someone else who is better than me let me go and ask that that means 
he is one level is training getting trained how to surrender to someone superior and finally this person who is getting is surrendering to some demigod if proper understanding is there finally he will surrender to krishna so ultimately krishna wants some or the other living entity should come back to him this is the nature of krishna he is supreme father so supreme father uh, is trying okay better you go there after some time you when you understand you are not supreme you are getting frustrated you will come back to me that's why he allows also okay you want particular benefit you can go there as a supreme father of all living entities he does not interfere with their independence but gives all facilities so that they can fulfill their material desire some may ask why all powerful god gives facility to living entity for enjoying this material world so let them fall into trap of illusory energy so for example somebody can ask why krishna is giving this facility to no enjoy the material world and ultimately we are getting trapped here so krishna is probably giving the answer is that if the supreme lord as super soul does not give such facility then there is no meaning of independence this is a very important thing if lord does not give that facility if you want to enjoy you can enjoy that means if we are not then we are not independent so krishna has given independence that means yes you have got all the rights you can come to me also you are free you do not want to come to me no problem you can enjoy material world also but ultimately when you enjoy material world, you will be frustrated so he has given everything so that is the meaning of independence you want you can come otherwise you can keep trying keep enjoying and get frustrated ultimately when kind you understand therefore he gives everyone full independence whatever one likes but his ultimate instruction we find in gita one should give up all other engagements and fully surrender to him that will make man happy so he has given all the instruction ultimately he has given final final instruction also that if you really want that happiness you really want to uh, make yourself free from this material anxiety then you have to surrender unto me the next what is telling about demigod worship krishna is telling endowed with such a faith he endeavors to worship a particular demigod and obtain his obtain his desires but actually these benefits are bestowed by me alone so this is also very important although the person is worshiping demigod somebody may be worshiping let's say Uh, some demigod lord durga or god lord ganesha or lord shiva but ultimately from where it is coming it is mentioned endowed with such a faith he endeavors ever worship particular demigod and attains desires but in actuality these benefits are bestowed upon my by me alone that means he is getting the particular devotee is getting whatever he is asking then krishna is only sanctioning so krishna as a super soul first of all sanctions for the living entity okay you want to worship you can worship that demigod and krishna only Through that agency of demigod, guarantees that or agents that is particular this sanctions this thing. Okay, ultimately you want that particular thing, you can get that. So both in in the in in case of a devotee who is worshiping and the case of demigod, Krishna is only the sanctioner because of him only he is getting. Otherwise, it is not possible. The demigod cannot avoid any benediction without the permission of supreme lord. The living entity may forget. property of supreme lord but demigods do not forget demigod knows demigod also know they are like, they are also devotees but they are devotees who are having this like we are having material desire in this material world we want to enjoy they also want to enjoy so but they are in one sense less ignorance that us because they are aware that supreme personality god is there and there is very very big like span people may not see even death for so many years so that's why they enjoy Trying to enjoy, but ultimately one day they have to die. Even Lord Brahma also have to die one day. They are not 
they are not that they are deathless they also have to die one day a living entity is goes to demigods usually because he is mad to fulfill his lust so when it is mentioned in lust so lust does not mean only uh, the relationship between male and female no lust means actually to have a tendency of enjoying independently there is a meaning of lust lust has a very big broader meaning in spiritual life it is not very small meaning this happens when something undue desired by the living entity and the lord himself does not fulfill the desire in the chaitanya charitamrita it is said one who worship the supreme lord at the same time desires material enjoyment it is contradictory in his desires so when somebody sometimes wants some material desire also and wants to worship and wants some spiritual desire also so both are having in this mind he wants to advance spiritual life also i want to enjoy has some material desire also that is contradictory so in that case if he is very much uh, favored by the lord lord will guide him so that his material desires will not be fulfilled and ultimately he becomes a devotee Krishna is telling, this is the ultimate entire crux of demigod worship. What happens? Krishna is telling as per his understanding to a person who is worshiping demigod. Men of small intelligence worship the demigods, and their fruits are limited and temporary. Those who worship the demigod go to the planets of demigods, but my devotees ultimately reach my supreme planet. That means ultimately, the person who is worshiping demigod, particular demigod, he will reach to his planet. But demigod himself is not permanent. His position, actually, all these are positions. Brahma is a position. It's like a prime minister of India. There is a position in that. There is a, a position of finance minister. Minister. There is a position of railway minister. So, if somebody is qualified, he can become even prime minister also. Similarly, here also, if a person is qualified, he can also become in Brahma also. He can become Indra. He can become Sun God. But ultimately, what is the benefit? Because it is antavat. Antavat means it is temporary. One day it will, it will end. You will not get this thing ultimately. So that's my intelligent person. Krishna repeatedly says in Bhagavad Gita that the intelligent person, na teishu ramate Buddha. The person is more intelligent. Ramate Buddha. Buddha means intelligence. Ramate means entangled. The person who is intelligent will not be entangled in something which is temporary. Na te. That means intelligent person will not get entangled in anything which is temporary. But he will, because life is short, we do not have, we are not like we have thousands of ten thousands of years. No, we have limited years, 50, 60, 70 years. And there we have, we have to do many, many things. We have material desires also. So Krishna is telling, no, better than worshipping demigod, let you worship me only. Even for material desires also, you can worship me. So, ultimately, if a person is worshipping even for material desire, if he is worshipping Krishna, he will get purified. But if a person is worshipping demigod, he may also get uh, one day mercy of uh, Krishna, but that will take a long, long time. Just like the example of Dhru Maharaj. If you have heard of Dhruv, past times of Dhru Maharaj. So, Dhru Maharaj was a small child. Just like Prahlad Maharaj is a small child, Dhru Maharaj was also a small child, one of the exalted devotees of Lord. And he wanted a kingdom that is greater than his father, because his father having uh, his, his father is having two wives, one Dhrumaras mothers, another was one more wife. And this wife she insulted Dhrumaras and told that because you are not taken birth from my womb, you are not entitled to sit on king's lap. And this 
Dhruv Maharaj was your Kshatriya. So he felt very bad. And he went to jungle and he told, I will make sure that I will get a kingdom which is more, which is more bigger and powerful than my father. And therefore, that's why he worshipped. And, and again, here also, just like in Prahlad Maharaj's case, instructions were given by Narad Muni. Here also Narad Muni came. So Narad Muni universal preacher. Whenever he finds some potential devotees there, he goes there and he preaches him. Just like he preached uh, Prahlad Maharaj, he, pres, he preached son of uh, uh, Daksha, he preached son of... Uh, so he was actually, he's a universal preacher. So he's wherever he finds some divinity who's potential devotee, great devotee, he goes and preaches them. So again, Narad Muni reached there. Narad Muni asked him to chant this mantra, Om Nam Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So this boy, five years old boy, although he, he came for material desire, he wanted to uh, enjoy a kingdom which is better than his father. But because he was worshipping Krishna, Vishnu, he was chanting that mantra. When, and he was, he did a lot of tapasya, you'll find it in Bhagavatam, then start, ultimately start, stop even breathing also. And Lord Vishnu becomes so pleased, he came, he appeared, and then he asked Dhruva Maharaj, what do you want? You have, you are actually doing a lot of austerity. What do you want? Please tell me. Then Dhruva Maharaj says, Swamin Asmi Varam That means, I do not want anything. That I do not want anything. I, I do have, I do had a material desire, but now after seeing you, my all material desires are vanquished. I only want your Seva. So you can see Dhruva Maharaj has a desire to enjoy, but because when he when he served Krishna, he needed, even for material also he served Krishna, finally he became a nice devotee of the Lord. So this is the uh, benefit of worshipping for Krishna, even though one person has material desire. That is also mentioned that Akama Sarva Kama Moksha Kama Bhakti Yogana Yajeta Parasampura. That means if you have material desires. If you do not have material desire, desire, if you have worship desire of uh, being merged into Brahman, ultimately whatever you have, you just worship Krishna. Akama, Sarva Kama, and Moksha Kama. Three Kantra people are there. Akama means devotees who do not want anything. Then Sarva Kama means Karmis, they want everything. And Moksha Kama means Mayavadis or the other kind of people, they want Moksha, they want liberation. So any category you fall, you please worship Vishnu or Krishna. Because by worshiping him, you become purified. Now, here it is mentioned about Lord Shiva in the second. So, now this demigod worship which is which ultimately has mentioned here and there is one more concept of Panchu Pasna which is very famous in India. Panchu Pasna concept, you have select, you have to select any one of the five. What are these five? Lord Vishnu, Lord Shiva, Durga Devi, Ganesha, and Surya Dev. This is called Panchu Pasna. You can select any one of them, and because you want, you should have some form to worship, so that's why you can select any one of them. Ultimately, none of them exist. So, this is one of the very prevalent philosophy in India. This is called as Mayavadism, where you say ultimately, Lord does not have any form, Supreme does not have any form, you worship only one of the five and ultimately, uh, once you understood that you are yourself is God, you need not to worship any one of them. Right now, because you are new, you need to have some form to concentrate and meditate, you worship them. 
but ultimately you yourself is god so this is was one of the philosophy which is prevalent but it is not like that so these demi gods are not imaginary they have a position in this universal affairs and what is their position that is also mentioned in brahma sahita for example it is mentioned about durga sishti sthiti pralaya sadana shakti reka chaye vesh bhavnani vibhorsi durga that means durga devi's work is what sishti sthiti pralaya she 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 creates create this material world and durga means as we discussed last time last time durga means fort so this entire material energy krishna does not directly uh, deal with this material energy krishna's agencies are working he directly does not deal so when material energy is being created durga devi takes charge of that as female energy and lord shiva takes charge as male energy so lord shiva and durga devi both of them they are actually in charge of this material world lord shiva is kind of father and durga devi is kind of mother those who are uh, in material world krishna do not directly associate directly entertain this through his agency he does that so durga devi has this energy they have this role that srishti sthiti pralaya sadana shakti reka she is chaya she is one of the image of krishna's energy so durga devi's world is what she has, she is in charge of this material world and her duty is what to make sure living entities always remain in this material world they should not come out here always they should remain here that is her duty then this is durga devi's duty then what is lord shiva lord shiva have many people have many doubts about lord shiva lord shiva also mentions in uh, in padma purana this mention this conversation in lord shiva and parvati devi who is worshiped supreme so lord shiva says directly directly says that aradhana aradhana api sarvesham vishnu aradhana param that out of all the worship vishnu worship is supreme and tasmat paratram devi tadyanam samarchanam and even beyond vishnu worship vishnu worship is worshiping devotee of lord vishnu so he is telling that we have to worship lord vishnu with supreme supreme worship and lord shiva is actually the in charge as you discuss of the mode of ignorance he is not in the mode of ignorance he is in charge of that mode of ignorance that's why you will find lord shiva's uh, is the you know people those were uh, they are ghostly people or they sometimes you find some crematorium they worship lord shiva also but lord shiva is not in mode of ignorance these kind of people those are in mode of ignorance they worship lord shiva and uh, lord shiva is very 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 that is what you can say bhakta vatsala he awards material material desires very easily so what is this, what is the sthiti of lord shiva it is mentioned again brahma sahita so brahma sahita is a scripture which talks about sthiti of so many people it talks about position of durga devi talks about ganesha talks about brahma talks about lord shiva everyone so what is telling lord shiva shiram yatha dadi vikar vishesh yoga sanjayate nahi pratagasti hetu yasambutam api sata samupayati karyat govindamadi purusham tamam that means just like milk transformed in, into curd so curd is actually it derived from milk only but it is a different product altogether milk is different curd is different you cannot use where milk is required you will use milk where curd is required you will use curd you cannot replace it although curd is a derivative of milk only so similarly when lord krishna they he associate with this material energy he becomes lord shiva and that is a purushana and shiva is considered as one of the greatest vaishnava vaishnava naam yatha shambhu shambhu is the greatest vaishnava among all the vaishnavas lord shambhu is the greatest and he is one of the mahajan also just like if you remember the first session we have discussed the very first session when we have started this series of shrimad bhagavatam we have discussed there are 12 mahajanas 
and Prahlad Maharaj is one of the Mahajan. Similarly, Lord Shiva is also one of the Mahajan who is authorized to give understanding of spiritual knowledge, which come, which also comes in Bhagavatam. So Lord Shiva's position is that that he is supreme Vaishnava and he is in charge in this material world and his work is to destroy this material world. That was mentioned here in this verse also. That when ultimately this material world is going to get devastated, Lord Shiva will become very angry and because of his anger, material world will be devastated. That's what he's telling here. And Brahma, as we discussed, Brahma is, is the creator. It is also mentioned in Brahma Sahita. So everything is mentioned about demigods. So demigod worship is, is, is one of the way of worshipping. It is not something that does not, they do not exist or it is a form you can imagine. No. That's why Prabhupada says, actually Vaishnavas are the real worshippers of demigods. Why? Why? Because they understand what is the position of the demigod. They actually believe demigod exists. But a person who is doing this kind of activities, Mayavadi philosophy, they, they never accept there is a fourth personality. They think all these entities are there, not they are not there. Just you have to imagine and imagine a form of worship like that. But it's not like Vaishnavas knows what is the position of Vishnu, what is the position of Brahma, what is the position of Suradev, what is the position of Shiva. Everyone he knows and accordingly he worship. But he does not disrespect. Right? Also, sometimes people think, why, why do you disrespect demigods? We do not disrespect any demigods. No, if I, we are going to some place, some demigod temple, we will go there, we will offer our obeisances also. That does not mean we are disobeying. We are just telling, for example, in this country also, you can see, in the, the we have this system of uh, ministers, like right? cabinet ministers are there. So there is a position of Pradhan Mandi Narendra Modi. There is a position of other ministers also. Now you can give respect to all the ministers, but you cannot equate position of a cabinet minister with the position of Prime Minister. They are on different levels. Suppose, just like if you have attended some political meetings also, if you invited some <coughs> excuse me, you have, you have invited some dignitaries like that. So there is a specific place who will sit at what place. He will sit here next to him, this person will sit next to him, this person. That, that matters a lot, especially in political meetings like that. That means they also know that yes, this person is right now head he has to be given the most respect. At most respect should be given to that person. After that, this person, that this person. So like that. So demigod worship is like that. Demigod, given respect to demigod is like that. We worship Lord Shiva as a great devotee of Lord Vishnu. We worship Ramaji, not worship, respect everyone. But we understand that supreme worship is worshipping Lord Krishna, Lord Vishnu. Now you will see next verse, Indra, who is the king of heavenly planets. He is praying. What is praying? Oh, Supreme Lord, you are our deliverer and protector. Our share of sacrifice, which are actually yours, have been recovered from the demon by you. Because of the demonic king, Hiranyakashipu, was most fearsome, our hearts, which are your permanent abode, were all overtaken by him. Now, by your presence, the gloom and darkness of our hearts have been dissipated. Oh Lord, for those who always engage in your service, which is more exalted than liberation, all material opulence is insignificant. They do not even care for liberation, not to speak of benefit of karma and kam. This is so These are not imagination, they are personalities. Then other issues are rishis, they are praying to Rasimadev. All saintly persons present offered prayers in this way. O Lord, O supreme internal of those who 
are at your lotus feet. Original personality of God at the process of austerity and penance in which you instructed us before is the spiritual power of your very self. It's by austerity that you create the material world which lies dormant within you. The austerity, this austerity was almost stopped by the activities of this demon. But now by yourself appearing in the form of Narsimade, which is meant just to give us protection and by killing this demon, you have again approved the process of austerity. So different demigods and different people are telling how they are actually benefited by appearance of Lord Narsimha Devi. Sri Pitar Uchu. Pitar means the, 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 the inhabitants of Pitraloka. The inhabitants of Pitraloka prayed, let us offer restful obeisances, let us offer restful obeisances. Lord Narsimha Dev, the maintainer of the religious principles of the universe, he has killed Hiranyakashipu, the demon who by force enjoyed by all the offerings of Shraddha ceremonies performed by our sons and grandsons on the anniversaries of our death and who drank the water with sing same offered in the holy places of pilgrimage. By killing this demon, O oh Lord, you have taken back all this stolen property from this abdomen by piercing it with your nails. We therefore wish to offer our respectful obeisances unto you. So one of the very important thing mentioned here is our Shad ceremony. What happens many times people do not understand what this Shad ceremony and they question also how uh, it is that we are not, uh, what we are offering, whom we are offering and everything. So actually it is a very important uh, ritual which is mentioned in our scriptures and in Hindu religion you will see many people they follow these instructions, they follow this understanding of Shraddha and there is a specific part of the year also which is called as where people offer Shraddha to their forefathers and like that. So actually what happens, religion and spirituality Sometimes people, they understand these are two, just like many people, as we discussed in one of our session also, many people, they accept that we are spiritual, we are spiritually inclined, but we are not religious person. So, SBNR is a category of the people, spiritual, but not religious. We are spiritual, but we do not find any religion. And they think that spirituality and religion are two different things. Actually, spirituality is core of all the religion. So any religion you take, if it is not talking about spirituality, then it is not a religion. Religion means it is spirituality. So all the religions, their actually core is spirituality only. But how to perform that particular activity, how to show that particular uh, form of the, to pray a prayer of the Lord, the way can be different. In different rituals, we can show differently. Just like in Indian, our Indian culture, if you see, it's a very nicely being done that almost in all the activities we have some, some or the other, we have involvement of some rituals which ultimately talks about spirituality. For example, marriage. So marriage is also one of the rituals, one of the important activities. But there also you will see there will be sacrifice happening. And if you see the child is taking birth, now nobody is doing, ultimately it was happening earlier. Child is taking birth, there is a sanskara and anything which happens, there will be some way or the other, a person is getting entangled into some spiritual thing. Nowadays, what has happened because of lack of understanding, because of because actually the education, what we are getting is like that only that you should not you should not believe in any of these things. The education, what we are getting is like that you can only understand and you should tell which you can understand by your scientific understanding. So logically, if something is not logical to you, you are not able to understand, that thing doesn't exist. For example, in Shah ceremony, how this food which you are offering to Lord Vishnu, 
ultimately is going to the inhabitants of Vitraloka. We do not understand. And that's why we don't believe also. So many people, they don't believe what is Shadrasa and I will not do. Because they have only understood, despite the last we discussed, only gross science. They do not have any science, subtle science or even beyond the subtle science, they do not have any understanding. If they can see, they can believe. Otherwise, they do not believe. But our scripture says, no, it is not like that. Any offering, Bhoktaram, Jagatapsam, Sarva Loka, Maheshwara, Krishna, Sita, Bhagavad Gita. I am the enjoyer of all the sacrifices. So whenever you offer any sacrifice, it is ultimately Krishna is the enjoyer. So in Sadhu Shanvani, what happens? That the, the forefathers of a living entity who are either suffering somewhere or they had Pitraloka is one of the planet, actually is a planet where living entities who want to enjoy, materially they also reach there, go there. So if they are already there, by getting the prasad of Vishnu. So it is Sars Sanimini. Sars is basically offering to Lord Vishnu. And these Pitras, they get offering there by, as a prasad of Lord Vishnu. So by getting that offering, that's prasad of Lord Vishnu, if they are under some suffering, they will get relief. Or then some planet, planetary system, higher planetary system or like that, they will, be remain, they will remain there. So this is the process. How it happens, why it happens, that is mystical process. Now you want to see, you can see that also, but you need to have qualification for that. So it is a practical thing. It is not something which is uh, which is uh, some uh, people do not understand that it is sometimes people think that okay, some some bogus things are happening. No, it is a fact. Now you want to understand, you have to follow this method. Then you can understand nice. But it's a fact. Shah ceremony is one of the bona fide ritual where the forefathers get their share. But because of Hiranyakashipu, this ritual are also not happening. And that's why people are getting uh, Pitras were not getting their share of food. And this is this is another people are telling who are inhabitants of Siddhaloka. Siddhaloka is also on the planet. Oh, Larsima Dev, because we belong to Siddhaloka, we automatically achieve perfection in all eight kinds of mystic power. So those who wants to get uh, perfection in mystic power, they go to Siddhaloka. Yet, Hiranyakashipu was so dishonest that by the strength of his power and austerity, he took away our power. Thus, he became very proud of his mystic strength. Now, because of his, this rope has been killed by your nails, we offer our respectful obeisances. So, finally, they are also praying that you have killed this thief and rope. Now, we are also, uh, we are very much thankful to you that now we are going to get our, all the cities back. Now, this we have understood in the context that all the People in different places and demigods they are worshipping and that you have, Narsimha, they have done uh, so much of favor on them by killing this demon. Now Krishna uh, talks about in many places in Gita how he is supreme personality god and that also we should understand. Once yet we understood how these demigods are there in this material world for some particular purpose. That means they have a role to play in this universal government. That's why they are there. Now let's understand what is the position of Krishna. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, what is his position? Not in Bhagavad Gita. In many other places, Krishna shares his position, especially in Bhagavad Gita. You not find any other literature where so many times a, a, a demigod is telling like that, that I am supreme like that. So you see some of the verses in Bhagavad Gita that I am showing here. Krishna explains this thing. So what is telling? These are the verses. O conqueror of wealth, there is no tooth superior to me. Everything rests upon me as pulse are strung on thread. Bhagavad Gita 7, chapter 7, verse. O son of Prita, know that I am the original seed of all existence, the intelligence of the intelligent and the process of the powerful man.
after many many birth and deaths he is actually knowledge surrenders unto me knowing me to be the cause of all causes and all that is such a great soul is very rare so you can see direct directly krishna is mentioning in bhagavad gita many places that from him everything is coming and nobody is superior to him i am source of all spiritual and material worlds everything emanates from me the wise who perfectly what knows this engages in my devotional service and worship me with their full hearts with their heart. i am the super soul o arjun seated in the hearts of all living entities i am the beginning the middle and the end of all beings all the rudras i am lord shiva of the yakshas and rakshasas i am lord of the wealth kuvera and of the vasus i am fire agni of the mountains i am meru seated in everyone's heart and from me comes remember forgetfulness and knowledge by all the vedas i am to be known so krishna is telling from all the vedas i am to be known the purpose of all the vedas is to know krishna i am the compiler of the vedanta and i am the knower of the vedas as well so it's the compiler and knower of the vedas last and most importantly because i am transcendental beyond both fallible and infallible because i am the greatest i am celebrated both in the world in the world and in the vedas as that supreme person like that there are many arjuna also says param brahma param dhamam paitram param purusham says chandigar param brahma you param dham you are a person who is not a light you are a supreme person like that many many places you will find in all the scriptures also bhagavatam uh, it's full of like this kind of verses that krishna is claiming vasudeva para gyanam it is mentioned the most important worship is worship lord vishnu vasudeva paramakha vasudeva param gyanam everything is mentioned in scripture very systematically that we need to understand and read in a proper way from bona fide way then we can understand what is the real intent of the vedas why they are talking about demigod worship why they are talking about so many rituals even they uh, they this uh, vedas talk about worship of ghost also there are some puranas that they talk about worship of ghost also so there is a concept that also some people they worship ghost as well so everything is mentioned and as we discussed it is all about living at its free will what you want if you want to go to supreme if you really want to <coughs> if you have some material desire okay you worship that demigod if you have some <coughs> desire you want to go to some other planet you worship that demigod as you want to come back to krishna yanta devi pratapitam this krishna sir bhagavad gita pitrim vyati pitrim vrata and ultimately when you worship me you will come back to me so all the options are available for a living entity whatever you want to do using his free will but ultimately even though a person has material desire as we discussed if he is worshiping krishna he that desire will be fulfilled and even we can worship lord shiva also we can worship lord shiva in what context if you understand that lord shiva is one of the greatest vaishnava let us also become vaishnava like lord shiva vaishnava naam yatha shambhu if this is in this position if you are worshiping lord shiva then it is okay it is there is a context also in <coughs> in krishna book somebody has read where lord shiva is being worshiped by i think nand maharaj so that is also one of the context but there prabhupada mentions here, yes vaishnava generally does generally does not worship do not worship uh, lord shiva but they can worship also if they worship in the understanding that he is one of the vaishnava let him also let me also become a vaishnava like lord lord shiva then they can worship not she was but ultimately we should have proper understanding who is supreme and whom to worship